单单单单单单单单 Yeah, bit of fiddy because it's episode fifty of the Tony Daily with me. Tony Kent, and I was really excited about today because it's、um, fiftieth episode feels like a milestone. And then I went to catch up with a podcast I listened to called "I'm Quitting Alcohol" by David Boyle. It's comedian. I'll put a link in the show notes. It's really, really rude. I mean, if you are easily offended, just don't go and listen to it.、Um, if you're interested. In stopping drinking, maybe have a listen to it. He's just put up, oh, like、uh, five episodes, no, twelve episodes of the process. So he talks through why he stopped drinking and how he did it. I mean, my God, that man had some. Well, I was going to say adventures. I mean, yeah, you can go check it out for yourself. Anyway, the point is this. He has reached episode one thousand, so that's a thousand days of daily podcasting, and、um, well, there's something to aim for, isn't there? So、um, I'm at episode fifty, and if you've been here for every episode, thank you. I love you, and if you're new today, welcome. I love you also, and let's get started with what we always do on the podcast. Which is to have a look at what's going on in Lavalage.、Um, it's Tuesday, by the way. Yeah, it is Tuesday. So there's a daycare service which has shared photos of、um, some of the senior members of the village having manicures. Someone crocheting a baby blanket, which is lovely because it reminds me of、um, when my nan knitted. Blankets for both of my children when they were babies, absolutely beautiful. And I remember her sewing a knitting box, which kind of had these two concertina sides. So you lifted the two little like knobs on the lid on the top, and it would kind of concertina out at either side.、Um, but those blankets are really precious to me, so that's a reminder of that.、Um, what else is there? The village reporter is back saying. Give me your stories about effluent coming up through your sinks and toilets.、Uh, there's a pub talking, a pamper evening at local school. Might go along to that. Could do with that.、Um, and could anybody recommend the builder? So there you are. Life goes on in the village.、Um, there's some good news. There's some requests. There's people seeking to create news. And、um, I thought I would share with you. Pisson, Einan Pisson, piece from reasons to be cheerful today.、Um, that is about、um, things that change as you get older. So my eyesight has never been great. I had to start wearing glasses when I was, I think, about twelve, and I remember sitting in class at school with my one of my elbows on the table, and then. Like putting my hand over my eyes as if I was shielding them from the sun, but actually I was hiding the fact that I wore glasses from people.、Um, and you know when your your sight is so bad, you recognise people based on like the way they move versus what they actually look like. So I'm quite short sighted,、um, and I did have my eyes lasered. So I might talk about that. Let's see, because I can't remember this piece fully. Let's see where it takes us. 
and uh, I may come on to the lasering. So it's called I Can See Clearly Now. And that is the end of the title. I can see clearly now. So let's see. You might think, oh, here we go. Maybe ties in with a pamper evening. You might think that I would shy away from having a bit of work done to my face. Because um, I do talk a bit about accepting yourself. Yesterday was self-acceptance. But it's not strictly true. A few years ago, I was woken in the night by a great deal of crashing and banging coming from the kitchen. Concerned that the noise would wake our sleeping baby, and given that she was a baby that didn't go in for sleeping at night very often, no, oh my God. I mean, if you've got kids, if you've got children who weren't contented babies, as Gina Ford would lie to you, was possible... Um, our daughter was never a great sleeper um, and in her toddler years <laughs> used to wake up in the night walk onto the landing and start yelling um, so yeah you'll remember that special feeling of um, I don't know like exhaustion when your kids don't sleep properly it messes with your mind so definitely didn't want our child to wake up and could hear all this crashing and banging so I decided to go downstairs and find out what the source of the noise was. On reaching the kitchen, I discovered it was being created by our cat, Phoebe. She was streaking across the room, leaping from table to worktop, her back legs skittering and knocking everything within reach onto the floor before she finished with a flea-like flea leap to the top of the cupboards. I mean, I remember this so well. It was kind of like, what the hell is going on? And then... Yeah, she jumped to the top of the cupboards and um, I remember my um, in-laws used to have five cats at one point and they used to hide top of the cupboards, like, you know, behind the, is it a pelmet? But yeah, they used to like <laughs> squeeze themselves into improbably small spaces. And that was a position I found myself in, stood in the kitchen looking at this, uh, looking at this cat on top of the cupboards. So my soothing calls for her to come down succeeded only in her hurling herself towards me. She glanced my elbow, skimmed across the kitchen floor and then threw herself up the stairs and into the bathroom where the crashing of pans turned into the thumping of shampoo bottles hitting the deck. I hate that. You know, when you knock a bottle in the shower, it goes boom. Yeah. So, you know, she was going for kitchen and bathroom chaos. By this point, my husband had woke up and followed me to the bathroom to find out what the hell was going on. I explained the situation and he switched the bathroom light on to reveal Phoebe balancing precariously on the shower. He took one look and said, Tone, it's not our cat, before heading downstairs to get a broom to usher the invading feline out of our house. <laughs> Just on that point, we used to have a real cat problem around here. So when we had a cat, we had a cat flap and the local cats used to just let themselves in and terrify our cat. Um, to the point, one cat, absolute motherfucker, got in Christmas Day, got into our kitchen, jumped up on the worktop and started eating the leftover turkey. It was like... <laughs> so yeah, we had a real cat problem and had to buy a special cat flap that had a magnet thing on it that was only um, sort of synced to... Oh, it had a microchip that was synced to our cat's um, collar. So yeah, we had a right cat problem. Um, as you can tell, because a cat got in that wasn't ours, but I thought it was. So the thing was that was I was very short-sighted without my glasses 
and I mistook the aggressive long-jumping mad cat for our passive, timid, lazy puss on the basis that they had vaguely the same black and white markings. It was then I decided to get my eyes lasered, and a couple of years later I finally gathered up the cash and the courage to do it. Much as having your eyelids held apart a la a clockwork orange is an unpleasant sensation, especially having it done after you've seen the film and read the book, and having to put eye drops in every day for eight weeks is a faff cut. I remember being like, every two hours had to put eye drops in. It felt like my eyeballs had been sandpapered. The results are astonishing. Within a couple of days, the world had gone all HD on me, and for the first week or two, I was in complete awe at the detail I could see. It does wear off a little when you realise that you also get to enjoy crystal clear rendering of other people's nasal hair and dandruff, but even so, I'm still amazed with and delighted by what eight minutes of lasering can achieve. It's something that I've recommended to friends and, as my husband is short-sighted, we did discuss the potential for him to have it done. He decided against it, but that's not such a bad thing as I've realised that when he takes his glasses off, it doesn't matter if I've not plucked and buffed myself to within an inch of my life. He sees me in soft focus. Result. Yeah. Um, now, he didn't get his lasered because he's five years older than me. And his rationale was, well, his eyesight's not that bad. He does have to wear glasses. But at a certain point, you get age-related um, long-sightedness. Yeah, that's right. So you can't read things close up. And I used to mock him and laugh at him for holding a jar or a book in its sort of closer, further, closer, further, trying to get to the detail and now I do it. Oh, fuck's sake. So I am now that person when you get the menu. If we went to a restaurant, Moons and Friends, and it was the lighting was low, <laughs> we were all like, uh, a little bit, no, closer, further, closer, further. So um, I guess the, the bonus for me is that I won't have to get varifocals eventually, but I do now need reading glasses. So there you are. I had a bit of work done, but as with anything like that, you have a bit of work done. At some point, you just get beyond the point where further work can fix it. So um, yeah. Staring at jars and struggling to read what's on them. That's where I'm at now. And um, what do I wish for you? Well, I um, wish that you do not find your house invaded by an animal that is not yours. Or that if you uh, encounter an animal, you don't mistake it for one of your own pets when it's not. And I hope that um, you don't struggle <laughs> to read jars and menus and books and if you do like you find the the optimum uh distance for the object from your face to read it really clearly really quickly thank you so much for being here and for tuning in and thank you to my friend Laura who messaged me after I shared pictures of concert tickets on um, my Facebook page. You can go at Tony J Kent. We went to see the Wonder Stuff together and she said she remembered like being <laughs> dragged into the mosh pit because we both used to wear like 
90 bangles on each um, wrist. You know, when you've got like the really skinny silver bangles, they were quite a thing. And we used to wear loads of them. <laughs> and I think we both had some that had little like Indian bells on. And she got snagged in a woman's crochet top um, and dragged into uh, the mosh pit where she got stood on and coated in beer. Um, and now hearing or re relaying that to you and bearing in mind uh, on the Facebook page, there was a senior member of the village crocheting a blanket. Maybe she's actually crocheting a waistcoat for someone to wear in a mosh pit. So I hope you have a fantastic rest of the day. Thank you for supporting the podcast. If you're enjoying it, please give it a share. Um, ping a message to someone saying, oh, I think you might like this. So even give them 10 minutes in their day to make them smile. And I will be back with you tomorrow.